It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Few people have had more of a reputational makeover than Bill Gates. In the 90s, he was seen as this almost evil, dastardly geek who was trying to take over the world. Gates was this kind of impossibly rich, but to some people, slightly sinister figure. As founder of Microsoft, he became the world's richest person. Then he and his wife, Melinda, vowed to give nearly all of their wealth away. But now, the marriage at the heart of the world's largest charitable foundation is over. Divorces are known to be expensive, but this one is set to involve eye-watering numbers. In identical statements, they said, we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. Since that announcement, a raft of stories have emerged about the couple. As journalists pick through the wreckage, could Bill Gates's reputation also come crashing down? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, the secret life of Bill Gates. The announcement was quite anodyne, really, in its formulation. It said we can't grow old together. That's Josh Glancy, special correspondent at The Sunday Times. I think there was a sense that this road has run its course I mean, it wasn't quite Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow's conscious uncoupling, but it, it had the sense of a kind of amicable split. That immediately fell apart. On the Melinda side, we've heard that she described it as irretrievably broken. On the Gates side, we've heard Gates had been getting advice from Jeffrey Epstein, who was an acquaintance oh, wow. of his. Gates has denied that. But I think the mirage of a amicable split lasted about 24 hours, really. Ordinarily, divorce is a private affair. But when it strikes at the heart of the world's biggest charitable foundation, it becomes a matter of public interest. My husband, who's also a journalist, actually popped his head down and he was like, hey, did you see that Bill and Melinda Gates got divorced? And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Emily Glazer is a business reporter for the Wall Street Journal and she's been breaking a number of stories from the fallout of the split. Their power, their wealth, and what they've chosen to do with their money has been extraordinary for a lot of people and impacted a lot of people. And so I think it was more than just like a tabloid divorce headline, so to speak. Their fortune is estimated by Forbes to be $130 billion. Wow. 
This goes far beyond mansions and jets. The holdings include Four Seasons Hotels, my personal favorite, a rare Leonardo da Vinci notebook, vast tracts of U.S. farmland. There's an estimated 242,000 acres that stretch from Louisiana to Arizona. And, as is often the case, with money comes power. For Bill Gates, with more wealth than the GDP of many countries, he's had the power to try and change the world. The work of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has become a vital part of international development efforts. Here's Josh again. In the 90s, he was seen as this almost evil, kind of dastardly geek who was trying to take over the world with his Microsoft software. 25 years ago, my friends and I started with nothing but an idea that we could harness the power of the PC to improve people's lives. But he massively pivoted. The best is yet to come. Gates stepped back from Microsoft as CEO and chairman in January 2000. And in 2008, he went full-time at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is the biggest private foundation in the world, and has become, as you say, a critical player in the global health space. They've done huge amounts with malaria in Africa in particular. They have invested enormously in vaccines, not just COVID vaccines, but lots of different vaccines. But in the last year, they've played a central role really as a kind of facilitator of investment and distribution of COVID vaccines across the world. Gates has been on the phone to his pal, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the kind of who's headed up the US government's vaccine drive all the time. So he's really a central player in this. And he has the freedom to spend his money the way governments don't. And although his philanthropy and his work is, is never uncontroversial, he has become a kind of vision of cuddly, do-gooder, wants to help the world, wants to fight climate change, wants to cure polio, malaria, and is willing to step in and do the work that governments sometimes don't. So he has successfully transformed his image in the public eye. And we saw it most graphically very recently with the vaccine drive. And he seemed to be spending eye-watering sums on making sure lots of different vaccines were being developed. He spent eye-watering sums for you or I. I think they were pocket change to him. But he's very interested in the global delivery of vaccines rather than, say, in America, where vaccines have been extremely well funded. Gates is more interested in the global picture. No one should die of a preventable disease simply because the country they live in can't afford the vaccine. The only way to eliminate the threat of this disease somewhere is to eliminate it everywhere. Take me back to that early phase before the saintly reinvention. What do we know about the making of the man? Where does he come from? What's his background? Gates grew up in Seattle, Washington state. His father was a very successful lawyer. They were very upper crust, wealthy Seattle people. So this isn't a rags to riches story. <laughs> and he was sent to the elite lakeside school in Seattle, where his best friend was a guy called Paul Allen, who he then went on to found Microsoft with. He was always just a wizard at software, at programming, which was obviously in its infancy then. The school computer club was sort of his fiefdom. He was offering his services, even say to the school, he offered to use his coding to build their school timetables. And he put himself, as he says, on his own website in the classes with all the interesting girls. And he was off on Fridays, suspiciously. <laughs> so, you know, he was a wizard. He always was just superb at this kind of thing. He went to Harvard, unsurprisingly, but dropped out after two years. 
which is also almost unsurprising for a tech entrepreneur. That's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Harvard dropout. Yeah, it's very common. The only thing that's more common than that is, is dropping out of Stanford, really. Then <laughs> He felt at the time that he was going to miss the boat. He had this idea for Microsoft and for the software he wanted to build. And he felt that if he waited another two years, someone else was going to do it. In 1975, he just went for it and founded Microsoft with Paul Allen. You write that when he was 13 years old, he told you, one day we're going to start a company, run a company. He was saying, well, imagine what it's like to run a Fortune 500 company. And I'm thinking, I, I have no idea. You know, my parents were, were librarians. Tell me a bit about his relationship with Paul Allen. How did that work out? They were very close friends and partners. But in 1982, Allen was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and stepped back from the company to deal with his illness. I think I was still probably in the middle of radiation therapy. They were basically talking about how they were planning to dilute my share down to almost nothing. And it was uh, you know, really a shocking and disheartening moment for me. Alan, at least according to this is his perspective, returned to the company and found that Gates had basically elbowed him out. That's how he put it and was plotting to dilute his shares in the company, he said. Wow, when he'd been off recovering from lymphoma. Yeah. I mean, a really serious, life-threatening condition. Right. And, and this is a sort of lifelong buddies, supposedly. Alan lost the plot at Gates. They had a stand-up row. Alan resigned from Microsoft, and, and that was the end of the partnership, really. There is clearly a streak of ruthlessness there. There is, and it's difficult to succeed the way Gates has, to build a company that's that powerful without making some enemies and losing some friends. But I think he would probably look at what he's built and say, that's how you really get on in the world. Bill Gates was known as definitely being cutthroat. That's Emily Glazer again. In a recent Netflix documentary in 2019, it said that he would know people's license plates for their cars and would know like who was in the office and who was out of the office and would get upset if people didn't code things fast enough or do things fast enough or didn't have a smart response. Wow. So that's kind of widely known about him. Yeah. And again, this there was a whole super hands-on, almost controlling. Very hands-on. This is not completely unique for founders and people yeah. in the tech world. I'm not saying I condone that behavior. I just don't think Bill Gates is alone in that. He was intense. People that I've talked to said he knew he was smart. He knew he was brilliant. Everybody in the room would know. But he got things done and he really changed a lot in how we operate and how we use computers. So what about the other significant partnership in his life? That with his soon-to-be ex-wife, Melinda. Melinda Gates has said publicly that part of why their partnership worked professionally is that she would often bring the social aspect to it, the humanity aspect to it, the people aspect to it. That was something Bill wasn't really as good at. And so they were true partners when it came to him bringing certain quantitative knowledge and know-how to the table. And Melinda often would bring the qualitative and together that was really a force to be reckoned with. And that's something both of them have said over time. Melinda was an employee of Gates when they met. An office romance. It was an office romance. They started dating in 1988 and they met at a company event. In one biography, it, it describes him as using his favorite party trick of jumping over the table which is something he used to sort of impress women 
so we had a go at that with Gates, which is sort of does, quite... does that impress women? Well, <laughs> who can say? As one, maybe, I'm not convinced. <laughs> maybe if you're a multi-billionaire, it does. Okay. <laughs> and so Melinda apparently put a candle on the table, so we had to jump over the candle as well as the table. But they grew very close and started dating. It was hot and cold for a while. Gates was quite unsure about whether to get married or not, but felt that in Melinda he had a good partner. Melinda has recounted once coming in and finding him making a list of pros and cons, bullet points, whether he should get married or not. One day he walked in his bedroom and his whiteboard had the pros and the cons of getting married. How romantic. Well, this is a very (laughs) rational Bill Gates way to, to approach the whole thing. But eventually they did get married. And for 27 years, they've been a partnership. And the partnership is a brand. Obviously, the foundation has their name on it. But we've come to know Melinda too. And she's taken up a a central role in the kind of Bill Gates world. Uh, Melinda Gates, um, the the distinction a lot of people make between you and your husband when it comes to the foundation's work is that he's obsessed with vaccines and and technological answers and that you're obsessed with the human dimension. Is that a cruel uh, observation? I think we're both obsessed actually with vaccines, if you want to know the truth. One of the reasons this divorce came as a bit of a shock to people was that we've started to think of them as a duo for a long time. And that obviously, behind the scenes, ceased being the case. Coming up, what do we know about why Bill and Melinda Gates are divorcing? And what role did Jeffrey Epstein play in the rift? But first, listen carefully, it's the editor. Hello, I'm Emma Tucker editor of the Sunday Times. It's thanks to listeners like you that we're able to provide journalism that matters. Get to the heart of the story every day with The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today and enjoy one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If Act One of the Bill Gates story starred a geeky but ruthless founder and head of Microsoft, by Act Two... Bill Gates' image had transformed. After setting up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, his public persona was softer and undeniably generous. 
He and Melinda Gates have donated more than $36 billion to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for a slew of causes, eradicating polio, water and sanitation and hygiene across the world, women's empowerment. They've done a lot on education. I mean, there are like more than two dozen causes that they list um, on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation website. But since the divorce was announced, old tales of Bill Gates' personal life have now resurfaced, which together with a host of new allegations, paint a rather different picture of the marriage at the centre of that foundation. There were stories in, in biographies of him of strippers and pool parties and affairs and really, I guess, having the kind of fun that someone with endless billions and immense power might want to have, more like a rock star than a tech nerd. The more human aspects of the story, I think, for me, probably make Gates more interesting in some ways. The earliest reports date back to the Microsoft years. There were a slew of stories in the American papers about the hidden stories that we didn't know. So, for example, his ex-girlfriend, Anne Winblad, who was very close to him, and they sort of nearly got married a couple of years before he met Melinda. He reportedly asked Anne Winblad for her permission to marry Melinda, which, again, is sort of unusual construct. <laughs> and they continued to holiday together for a week every year at a beach bungalow in North Carolina. Gates said they would play putt-putt mini-golf while discussing biotechnology, Wimblad said that they've shared their thoughts about the world and themselves. We don't really know what the total dimension of that friendship is, uh, but Melinda certainly knew about it and, and gave that her blessing. There were other things uh, she was less keen on. Although he'd resigned as the CEO of Microsoft back in the year 2000, Gates had remained a member of the Microsoft board until he resigned last year. The Wall Street Journal, published by the same media stable as The Times, has been investigating why he stepped down. Journal reporter Emily Glazer takes up the tale. We came across some questions about Bill's relationships or behavior with women over the years. In particular, I learned about an allegation by a Microsoft female employee who wrote a letter that ultimately reached board members in late 2019. So, Skipping over a lot of years here, but 2019, if you'll remember, is the same time frame around when we know Melinda Gates had been working with divorce lawyers. Yeah. In this letter that the Microsoft female employee wrote, she alleged that she had had a multi-year sexual relationship with Bill Gates and also demanded changes in her job. She, you know, has been an engineer and wanted a different role. And that reached board members who then decided to investigate the allegations. They hired an external law firm, and that law firm did find that there was a romantic relationship. Now, our reporting shows that board members realized, as more became clear about this Microsoft female employee's allegations, that Bill could not stay on the board, mm. that it was a conflict of interest, and let's not forget that the entire Me Too movement had happened earlier. Basically, these board members decided that it was not suitable for Bill Gates to sit as a director at Microsoft, even though he had started and led it for decades, and that the relationship was inappropriate. Do we have any idea of when 
Melinda Gates would have found out about the affair? Well, we do know that this employee was in discussions with Microsoft. The letter had made it to board members. They were doing their investigation. And our understanding is that as part of these discussions, this employee asked that Melinda Gates read the letter. That's according to our sources. We don't know if Gates read the letter, though. And in March 2020, a press release went out saying that Bill Gates would be stepping down from the board. Our understanding is that before any full vote or full decision happened with the full board, Bill Gates resigned from the board. Bill Gates denies any wrongdoing. So this is what Bill Gates's spokeswoman said. There was an affair almost 20 years ago, which ended amicably. Bill's decision to transition off the board was in no way related to this matter. In fact, he had expressed an interest in spending more time on his philanthropy starting several years earlier. But it's not the only accusation leveled at Bill Gates. The New York Times recently reported that he propositioned a number of employees at Microsoft and at the Gates Foundation over the years. So it seems so odd that that's only just coming out now, like it didn't come out during Me Too. It's only now suddenly there's license for people to talk about some of his misdemeanors. It is odd timing. Yeah, I think sometimes I'd imagine when there's a very public facing divorce, people often ask different questions than they might have previously because the antennas are up in a different direction. As more details emerge, reporters are piecing together what might have led to the divorce. And one detail looms larger than others. Our understanding from our sources and documents that we reviewed is that Melinda Gates has been working with lawyers at several firms since at least 2019. During this period, some board members asked about Bill Gates's ties to Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender. Jeffrey Epstein may be dead, but this story isn't. A shocking new report from The New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. The journal citing several people reporting that one source of concern for Melinda, a global advocate for women and girls, was Bill's dealings with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. What do we know about that relationship? I mean, do we think that that's why Melinda Gates was... Firstly, is that why we think she was looking for divorce lawyers. How much has that influenced the decision for divorce? And what do we know about the relationship between Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein? Well, that's the question of the hour. Why are, you know, these two billionaires, why are they getting divorced? I think only the two of them really know. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to put any, you know, guesses or speculation. I am a journalist. I've grown up at the Wall Street Journal. I operate in fact. But I will tell you is, Our understanding is that Melinda Gates' concerns about the relationship go as far back as 2013. Back in 2013, Bill and Melinda Gates actually had a meeting together with Jeffrey Epstein. And Melinda Gates was not happy about this meeting. She was very frustrated and shared that frustration with Bill Gates. But as was reported in the New York Times, CNBC, other media reports in 2019 that really detailed the extent of Bill Gates's ties to Jeffrey Epstein, detailing multiple meetings over years in different locations. And what do we know about that relationship? I mean, was this a series of social meetings over the years? Were they doing any business together? How much do we know? What we do know is that at the time, 
Bill Gates said and his spokesperson said that it was just philanthropy. But based on those media reports, there were multiple meetings. There were men and women present. It's unclear exactly what was discussed at those meetings, but one was at Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan townhouse and went late into the evening. Certainly, our readers are quite enthralled by this. I think there's a lot of confusion because people both have this image of Bill Gates as this massive philanthropist, which he still is, but also questions about what else is there. And oftentimes, those two things don't go hand in hand. In fact, they can be quite opposite. But what some people have said to me in my reporting is one doesn't cancel out the other. People are complex. Why do you think the narrative around Bill Gates has changed so much since the divorce came out? I mean, is there a very smart briefing operation going on, sort of dismantling the image that was so carefully curated for so long? I think there is. There's what we hear and there's what really happened behind the scenes, and the two are never going to be fully aligned. Whether that's really the cause, or given how toxic the Epstein name is, whether that's a convenient way of framing it, I'm afraid we just don't know. We probably never will. But it's also the case that the crown slips, doesn't it? And once one story comes out, other people feel emboldened to tell their stories and the power of his image recedes. As the divorce proceedings unfold, observers are piecing together the behind-the-scenes story, in part from the more public movements of money and assets. As ever with these kinds of mega divorces, this is a separation of a business brand as much as a divorce of a couple. So this is about who's going to run the foundation. How's it going to work? Are they going to be able to be in the same room together? How are they going to split the assets? So this is the major business story as well as obviously a sad tale of of personal separation. In the month of May, there have already been these like massive transfers of stock as their holdings unwind, almost like a massive company divvying up the assets. Of course, I want to emphasize these are two people, but because of their vast wealth and the diversity of their holdings, it's quite complicated. So we saw filings that Bill Gates transferred stakes in a Coca-Cola bottler, a Mexican broadcaster, and other companies that were worth nearly $2.4 billion to Melinda Gates in early May. That was according to one set of filings. Another set of transfers worth more than $850 million in shares of Deere, and that's the equipment manufacturer that's really big in all across the U.S. and elsewhere, and that was reported in mid-May. So we're seeing securities filings already come out where Bill Gates is transferring some of these assets to Melinda Gates. And as his image is being dismantled, I mean, how much of this will impact the foundation and the work it does? I think hugely. The foundation is a real partnership between Bill and Melinda. Clearly, that partnership is in enormous trouble. It may be that the foundation continues in a different form. It may be that they split the foundation. That's obviously all going to play out over the coming months and, and years even. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Josh Glancy from The Sunday Times and Emily Glazer from The Wall Street Journal. The producer was Chris Hemmings. 
The executive producer today was James Shield, and sound design was by Tom Birchall. If there's a story you'd like us to cover, any ideas for future episodes, or if you have any thoughts on what you've just heard, then please do get in touch. Send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.